Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast. This is Episode 7. Today's episode is another installment of Fraud Investigators, played using the Genesis role-playing system and set in the universe of Blizzard's StarCraft video games, at the beginning of StarCraft II. For the story up to this point, visit our website, DiceyStories.com where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. Are we okay with moving on from here? I think that's good. You you did all the organization. As you guys are heading away, you are heading to... Where are you heading next? Let me pose that question. So I vote for traveling through the wilderness to the ex-Confederate techie lady with Snowball. That was to the east, and everybody else is going to kind of, everything else is heading to the west? Yeah, that's pretty much true. You know, it doesn't matter. I'm just, if whatever you think. <laughs> well, it's your survival skills that are going to get us there. It is going to be a survival check to get there. All right. Um, because this little proto-zerg here has got tech embedded in it, and... That suggests that some person is involved in the Zerg infestation here. And while it is not Fraud's job to deal with that, we have a lead, and I feel like we should pursue it. It would be good to know what's going on. Okay. I'm for it. I Okay. Okay, you guys start heading. Dying, dying to know about the technology, but... Yep, uh, <laughs> southeast. Are we camping out in the wasteland, or like we are going to get an hour? You can probably get there before night, but you don't think you could get, like, get there and get back to town or back to the clinic before dark. It might be good to get to the Zerg expert before dark, though, since we've got a Zerg. Before it hatches. Before, like, it becomes a gremlin. Or it becomes whatever, and I can't stop it from loving me. Yeah. <laughs> now I can. All right, so I was making a survival check. Is that the deal? Yes. Give me two purple survival. But I'm going to spend a story point to upgrade it, so it's one red and one purple. There's some thorny bushes in there that have grown. You know, it's dry. Oh. You got to take some canyons. There could be ambushes. Oh, or is it those jumping jack, the ones you step on them, the cactus, and they can, like, fly into you? They're, like, spring-loaded. One success. So we are not attacked by Choyas. (laughs) So it does take a couple hours as you guys are like traveling across the wasteland and it is once again like dry and arid in this direction there's no signs of creep does the behavior of the larva change at all during that time give me an average knowledge zerg check like are we supposed to feed it i don't know him he got a gender and a name so failure with threat one threat yeah i don't know do you make knowledge zerg lily two successes two threats there you go i'm asking because during this two-hour hike is when, like, the raid is going on and other Zergs are potentially dying and things like that. Okay. I don't know what kind of link Zergs have with each other. I failed my check. Right. So let me just say, as you guys are walking, you do, I don't know, after 20 minutes of hiking, you can see way back in the distance where you came from. It's almost like fireworks are going off. <laughs> and someone is definitely trying to get attention. I like how you set this all up and we just leave. We don't even know what happens. That is totally fine. That's not a problem at all. You don't hear sounds of gunfire just yet. Probably another 10 minutes go by. And then you can hear some, like, artillery shells, it sounds like, landing in that region. 
you would know those come from a thing called a siege tank, which is like a normal tank, except it like transforms, plants in the ground, and turns into like a siege weapon. Uh, and those are blasting the general vicinity all around. You can't see exactly what's going on, but you do hear some gunfire. You see at least one uh, like piece of Zerg go flying up into the air and then come crashing back down. And you hear one very large, well, muted, I'll say, boom. Uh, but you'll get the full report from the war pigs later. <laughs> you made your knowledge Zerg check. Uh, Snowball does not seem to react to like anything that's happening to the Zerg. Snowball seems somewhat alert when there's all this activity going on. There's like the fireworks, the gunfire, the siege warfare going on. Uh, Snowball is uh, alert and, I don't want to put this, uh, make a vigilance check. Two purple, so like... <laughs> We're trying to psychoanalyze a Zerg larva. One success, one advantage. Snowball makes different chittering noises when different things happen. Like when the fireworks are happening... Ooh, uh. It's almost like an ooh or ah when you hear the siege tanks firing. Like he's definitely, he's, he's like trying to give you some kind of warning. Uh-huh, okay. And similarly with the gunfire. <laughs> but after two hours of hiking through the dang wilderness. <sighs> yeah. With our guard zerg. Yeah. Puppy. You guys see uh, some large ruins. Please give me an average, two purple. Knowledge Terran? Or Knowledge Protoss. Your choice. Ooh, I've got Knowledge Protoss. <laughs> One success. success with advantage. Okay, if you fail, yeah, it looks like nasty ruins of buildings that have fallen apart. I was rolling a Protoss check, and it <laughs> succeeded. Yeah, the ruins of these clearly Terran structures, these are definitely caused by, like, Protoss energy weapons of some sort. Like, massive, you're thinking, like, orbital bombardment scale. So this was ruined in the cleansing. Yeah, the purification, like, five years ago. These have been out of commission for a long time. And a lot of this land is still just plain dry dirt. Like it has, the terraforming hasn't reached here yet or something, whatever. The atmosphere is totally breathable, but. But nothing is regenerated in the ground. Correct. Oh, that's why everything's so dry. <laughs> One of many reasons. It's not just a desert planet because it was purified. <laughs> I mean, it's also an arid planet, but yeah. <laughs> Lily definitely didn't make the connection until just now. <laughs> You do see there's like a bit of a hill just a long way. So you said that these are ruins. Is this like an isolated building or is this like, here's another town and it's destroyed? No, it's every now and then it's an isolated building. And it's like, oh, this was like a cattle ranch of some kind. Or this was like a monitoring station. Okay. You don't see any large settlements, certainly. Uh, but there's like a hill that you guys catch sight of that like matches the description of like, oh, okay, yeah, it's supposed to be a hill. There's a building on top of it that's a little bit more intact. There's also, like, a wall surrounding the whole thing, and it is covered in, like, turrets. Like, some kind of sentry turrets. Are these types of things that are automated? You are not sure? Let's see. Is this a knowledge Terran check? Make an average knowledge Terran check. Success with three threats. You think these ones are automated? And I'm gonna say the threats are, they're automated to fire on anything that moves. Like, you see, like, I don't know, a hawk or something... You know, kind of swoop a little too low. One turret picks it up, lights it up, and it is cut to pieces. Both of you can make average perception checks, though. Can we work together? You can. Do you want to work together? Sure. So two ranks from Lily, three cunning from me, two purples from Dan. <laughs> I'm doing my part. Failure with two advantages. Sorry. 
I mean, I don't think it's rocket science to know we should probably announce ourselves. It's not like we're trying to sneak in. Yeah. But I'll totally go first if you want me to. <laughs> yeah, you have advantages. You do see there's like a an ant- some kind of a transmission antenna up top. but Yeah, but we were told that this lady doesn't take calls. That is correct. But there's an antenna, and we've got a Zerg with an antenna. Turn Snowball into a radio. And no, no mechanical abilities whatsoever. That is true. I wrote this adventure before I uh, knew who your characters were. So, prior to getting within range of these guns, how far away, like, what is the range of these guns? Is this beyond shouting range? If you were to shout, like, from the, the edge of the gun's range, someone could notice you, and, like, it'd be really annoying to carry on a conversation. You could do it for a little bit. But what about a gunshot? Would they hear a gunshot? Yeah, they definitely hear a gunshot. Okay. I just shoot my gun. Like once, a couple times. We'll start with once and see if anybody notices. Okay. Let me roll somebody's perception. Okay. You fire a couple guns. You're outside the range of the sentry turret, but you see two turrets, like, look in your guys' direction. Ah, okay. Let me start waving. You start waving. One of the turrets, like, fires some, like, warning shots. Like, they hit the dirt well in front of you. Okay. You can try some sort of roll if you continue trying to be friendly. Do we uh, have anything white to wave? Like the surrender flag or something? I don't know if there's any other military type of thing. Do we have any story points right now? You guys have all the story points right now. Whoa, how did that happen? Bionic, we have something to wave. Yep, all right. Story point going over to the GM side. Huzzah. Lily, what white thing do you happen to have with you? The extra shirt, I think. Don't you think? Or do we not have extra clothes? If you want it, it's whatever you want it to be. Okay, then it's just like some extra white cloth that we use for whatever. Like rags. Maybe if we have to bind something, a tourniquet. Okay. Big white rag or sheet or something. We have this long roll of ace bandage. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Together, you guys can make a charm check. I'll let you get an upgrade from uh, spending the story point. You are up against two purples, but I'm going to spend this story point. So a red and a purple and a black because you're doing this at such a long range. Okay. Is there any other blacks you'd like to add on this? Uh, understanding you have knack for it. I don't think I actually have any other... Knack for it? <laughs> I appreciate that. I have success with... Triumph. Is Snowball visible during this, or is Snowball kept under tight wraps? Well, does that Snowball. affect what the Triumph does? I think Snowball's in a bag. Snowball's in a bag. Okay. The way I was thinking about Snowball, and I don't know, since you're the one carrying him, I was thinking we want him in something where we could see if he's going to turn into something else, but not, like, have to worry about him too much. Okay, so he's probably not out invisible all the time. I feel like he's in the backpack. I'm wearing the backpack on the front of my chest, but, like, the backpack, he's all the way in it. So, like, we can look down over the top of the bag and be like, okay, yeah, he's still a slug. But his head is not sticking up out of the bag. Okay. Good to know. Just want to make sure I, I got that in place. I mean, you could make a story point if he makes his head out. No, 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 that's fine. That's fine. I mean, waving him might have been a good idea, but... Okay. You hear, like, a loudspeaker come on the line? And it says, like, Now I'm not saying I trust you, but I'm willing to hear you out. You can take 50 paces forward. I'll meet you at the gate. All right. I can do that. I'll let me turn off the sentry turrets first. Much appreciated. We're having hot tonight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in fact, you guys approach uh, the gate, I take it? Yep. 
Uh, there is a, a woman out there to meet you. She's kind of like median height, uh, sort of Asian features. She's maybe in her 50s. She's a little bit on the older side, but not as old as uh, St. Maria, you think. Now, what do you folks come all the way out here for? So, a woman named Maria told us that you were a bit of an expert on technology from the wars. I bought my share of battles, it's true. St. Maria's a, she's a bit of an odd sort, though. I'll agree with you. What kind of technology were you interested in? We came across some technology that was integrated with Zergs. She definitely, like, piques her interest at that. Zerg are mighty dangerous. Which is why we're a little concerned that there's technology incorporated into some of them. Where'd you find this Zerg with technology? Near Maria's place. Maria hasn't been fooling around with things. She's normally about cutting things apart, not putting them together. Oh, no, I'm not suggesting that she was the one who did this. But there is a bunch of Zergs in a nest in a cave system near her place. And that's where Lily here found a... You found... Augmented larva. Augmented larva. What'd you do with it? She looks at you, Lily. Named it and put it in the backpack. No, I don't say that. <laughs> I look at... I let Imogen keep... <laughs> I ran real fast is what I did. <laughs> Kidnapped him and named him. Now he has Stockholm Syndrome. I don't know. Lily removed it from its environment. For examination. Do you have it with you right now? Aye. It's my dangerous thing. Well, we figured if you were going to know something about it, it'd be easier for you to tell if you actually looked at it. Okay. At this point, we're going to enter social combat proper. She's like, why don't you come in? We can chat about this. Have some sweet tea. Yeah, she's going to offer you some sweet tea. Uh, so you guys can roll to recover strain and take a blue die because you get sweet tea. Oof. Way too sweet. Oh, it's ridiculous amount of sugar. This helps my strain situation a good deal. Yeah, so she invites you into like what passes for a parlor. And she's okay with Snowball coming in too? She's keeping an eye on Snowball. Make a perception check, actually. Make an average perception check. And you can both make this check if you wish. Nope, but I have two advantages. Lily, you succeed? Two successes, two threats. Yeah, you can notice one of the turrets is now turned inward. It is tracking you guys. <laughs> it's not firing just yet, but it is tracking you. I mean, does she want to have better view of it? Does she want to see the thing? Yeah, she says, hey, let's get inside. Uh, let's go to the, the sunroom, and then we can, uh, you know, we can take a look and see what you got going on here. So... We're entering social combat. I will let you you guys make the first opening salvo. So do you want one of us to be the lead? Uh, if you want, I think each round you guys can decide and if she happens to hit one of your strain thresholds first. Well, just because if we're splitting up the strain she's doing, then we have a significant advantage over her. Right. I guess she'll be targeting one of you. Okay. But you guys can trade off who's going to do what. If one of you is better at coercion, for example, uh, I don't know. Or you can just assist each other, whatever you want. I don't want it to be like necessarily like, oh, it's a social thing, so it's all Imogen. So. Oh, that wasn't what I meant. All I meant was in terms of whose strain would be the one that mattered. I mean, my strain is 11. My threshold is higher, but... Um... It probably makes sense. So the way I would see it in role-playing terms, probably I'm going to follow your lead. Okay. Just kind of more as the muscle, so I'm happy to assist. There may be something that I... If she manages to want me to swing from the chandelier or something... You never know. <laughs> Maybe I'll take that one. But. Well, why don't we do, like, 
it doesn't matter which one of us is making the check, but whatever the string cost is will apply to Imogen. Okay, that's fine. And that way, each side has one bar that they're tracking. Because if she's going to convince somebody, convincing me doesn't quite do so much, but <laughs> but convincing you will basically convince us both. All right, so but we're going to start with Charm. Okay. With so a... you want me to roll for that with my one green die? <laughs> <laughs> you can add a blue die if you explain how you're helping. Clearly. Yeah, so... so... We come in and we drink the tea and stuff, and Imogen is like, Well, why don't you tell the nice lady about what you observed from its behavior when you found it? Okay. Um, so I snuck into the cave and creeped around the corner and encountered two zerglings. Looked like they're attacking it. Um, I think they're trying to get the thing off of its head. So I snuck in there and I grabbed him and I ran out real fast. Very, I like battle act after action report. I like it. Yeah, yeah. But it's, this one probably that sounds a little bit more storytelling, a little bit less like military, but... A little bit. Yeah, I, I grabbed him. <laughs> I grabbed Snowball, and I ran. <laughs> one of them got me on the leg right here, see? I got shot on the behind. Yeah. <laughs> and I ran all the way back to the clinic. I ran all the way here. <sighs> <laughs> so the Zerglings seemed to know that there was something weird about this device themselves from what you saw. So we're thinking that some Tyrans must have put something like this on them. And that's why we're coming looking for your input, because Maria seemed to think that you might have studied the Zerg some during the wars. We're not looking to necessarily use this creature in any way. We want to understand what it's doing. And if there's a person on this planet who's trying to control them or something, then the authorities need to know. Okay, that sounds good. Are you spending a story point? You guys have three of them. I am getting a blue die from the exciting retelling of Lily, but I will also use a story point. I don't know what difficulty I'm going up against here. Uh, it is going to be a red and two purples. I mean, I figure if the Zerglings are trying to get him off, it off of him, it must be important. <laughs> so I grabbed him and left. That is fair. Oof, she's not impressed with our story. I have a single advantage. Single advantage, so you suffer two strain. But you have an advantage. Yes. I will heal a strain. You can certainly heal a strain back. It looks like she's only faintly listening to your story. She's like staring at the, the creature, looking at it. She says, yeah, I've seen this this kind of tech once or twice before. This here, is like she points out this logo, this is Cerberus Corps. Uh, they used to be a confederate outfit. Uh, I never, never worked with them personally, but they got involved in some weird stuff. So I, I know a thing or two about this. The real question is, what can y'all... Bringing a Zerg here to my doorstep. Dominion gets wind of that. They're gonna, they're gonna give me quite a bit of trouble. What are you gonna be uh, doing for me if I help you out with this your uh, Zerg? Let's, I don't want to say problem. Your Zerg project, shall we say? You can call him Snowball. Snowball. Let's just hope that Snowball doesn't melt. Okay. Does Snowball even have a chance in hell? Uh, so she's gonna negotiate. I hope he doesn't turn into something else. <laughs> uh, what is your negotiation, Imogen? Three purples. And did any of the things she said appeal or offend? Do you think? I didn't think so. But... I, I would say they, they more confused me. Okay. They gave me things that I will ask her about. That is completely reasonable. Uh, she fails with some advantages. She's got three advantages. So she suffers two strain herself. As you said, that's just confusing. But she might be able to learn something about... What, like, what is your goal in this encounter? 
I feel like we were pretty upfront about our goal. So she can learn that like you guys are honest about this. You're not. Yes. I, I mean, from my perspective, if there's something that I haven't really said, I'm really curious about the tech and this the company. Okay. Like whatever she knows about that. And I may even be like, what do they do and stuff like that. Now, okay. whether or not she cares so, that I know, but. So Lily actually like perks up and like takes more of an active yeah. interest in conversation than she normally does in social settings. Yeah. So my, my thing is, is I, I know that they have something to do with resocialization, but I'm trying really hard not to... Not to mention that or... Yeah, not because I don't want it to be connected to me because I don't want to be outed. That's like my whole... Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I do have one random question, Lily. Are you outed to uh, Imogen that you're resocialized? No. I don't, I don't think so. Okay. No, well, not unless somebody else is outed, but I don't know if they're... If, no, and, and in fact, Imogen has no idea that the presence of this logo on it is what attracted your attention. Right. Like, yeah, in fact, I've been kind of like putting my coat up a little bit to hide. If I have the logo stamped on me, I'm not really advertising it. Yeah, it's not super obvious, but it's like, you know where it is. It's on your own body. Right, right. I mean, I would hope it wouldn't be really obvious. I'd probably keep it covered pretty normally anyway. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so she she fails in her negotiation. She's not able to make an obvious deal. So like, I don't, it might turn back to you, Lily. You, you want to know some more information from her. How do you go about that? Well, what did she have in mind? Is there something she needs? Yeah, why, why are you so concerned about the Dominion? Is there a problem? Are you wanted for something? Like, why, why are you thinking the Dominion's going to have a problem with us bringing this to your doorstep? Are you hiding out from them? This has the sound of a coercion check. I understand you're not trying to threaten her directly, but who is making the check? Do you want to do a coercion? I wasn't really intending to go there. I was trying to understand, like, why she was saying those things. I mean, we could do the charm approach and just be like, look, we're not looking to get you in any trouble. What is it you... So that's kind of what Lily's like. Do you have a job you need? (laughs) Yeah, I guess, like, is there, like, it's not so much... We're threatening, like, oh, we could turn you in. It's more like, can we smooth something over for you? Okay, okay. So that, that can still make sense. Uh, I would accept a charm check. Okay. You could take a blue die. I mean, so- I'm willing to do a task, whatever she's... I mean, within reason, I'm sure, but... So this is two purples and a red? That is correct. And we, we get a blue die for working together? You get a blue die for working together, and you get a blue die for... You're offering to smooth things over with the Dominion, so that's that's helpful to her in some way. I mean, not like we personally have a whole lot of power, but... Well, can I... Did you already roll? Oh, I did. I was going to ask if I could do an upgrade with the flashback on your behalf. Mm. Or if that would be only for stuff I roll. I think it's only for things that you roll. Okay. It will, It could apply to the social encounter, but it has to be something you roll. Okay. So, you know, keep that in mind for next round. Yeah, uh, I, the, the Dominion just seemed like a, a hook that I might be able to pull into, but I don't know that we need it. Well, maybe when she says something a bit more about her situation, that will trigger something for you. Right. So what we're looking at right here, because the number of successes does matter in social combat, is four successes Woo! and one advantage. What do you say to her then? That's so, not cutting, but... I think maybe she's surprised that we would offer, like... She was expecting to hear something coercive from us. And instead, right. we're like offering to like, you know, tell us, tell us why you think this is a problem. And, you know, we can see what we can do to help. We're not super well connected, but we do have some connections. Okay. Okay. I like that. I have at least three phone numbers in my phone. At least three phone numbers. <laughs> okay. 
And you're just asking her like, oh, how can we help? Well, but it was also like, why would you think it would be a problem? You seem to be concerned that the Dominion would find out we brought a Zerg to your doorstep. Right. I think she replies. That you're still alive? Yeah. Is nobody supposed to know you're here? She's like, well, it's not the Dominion our problem for me personally, but they get wind that Zerg around. They're going to be poking around. Them siege tanks, they just blow up everything. They don't tell friend from foe. There's not many stable ruins out here where I can keep my privacy. What I need is who has the best vigilance among you. I have two green die. I've got three green. Okay. All right, she's concerned about her privacy. She's concerned about her privacy. Uh, she does have three successes. What is she doing? Uh, she's using deception. But So, like, saying that is a little off, but... Well, I, I gathered that, but, like, in this back and forth, her just saying, oh, I want my privacy... Like, that, she needs to give me a little more than that to work with. Right, she's trying to throw you off that, like, oh, the Dominion is a direct threat to her. That That's her little goal at the moment. She's like, let's, let's not worry about the Dominion too much there. I do have a job in mind. I mean, not to throw the social combat off, but I'll probably do a lot just to find out what she knows. <laughs> yeah, um, she had a lot of threats on that, so she's actually over half. So she's willing to make a deal at this point. She's like... Okay, okay. I'm a little interested in this, this larva, but that's, that's a curious project you got going. I don't like to make myself too known to the Dominion. Not that they would do anything to me, but I do have a job I could use. You help me with this job. Uh, just something I need procured off-world. I can help you sort out things with, what's this fella called? Snowball? Snowball. So are you proposing we leave Snowball here for you to study while we go and get whatever it is you need? Uh, she says that's one way. I can do some background research on, see what I got in my archives about this as well. I don't know if you'd be comfortable leaving him in my care. Understand that if he does transform into a dangerous Zerg, these sentry turrets will cut him to pieces. So you have enough protection if we were to leave him here and he changes? I believe so. Depends what he changes into, though. If he changes to a Zergling, no problem. Hydralisk, got it handled. Mutalisk, these things can shoot up in the air. Ultralisk, that's going to be a problem. Oh, wait, well, what's, what's an ultralisk? Oh, you ain't never seen an ultralisk. Well, I suppose that's fair. Most people have seen him die. What is it? Imagine the biggest Zerg you've ever seen. Now imagine it's the size of, like, two siege tanks. And it's got these huge tusks that come out of its face. Except they're razor sharp. And it cut. It'll cut a whole platoon of marines down in one swipe. Wait, that little thing can turn into something the size of two siege tanks? Oh, yes. How fast? Ah, uh, that might take a couple hours. They form a little cocoon-like egg. Uh, inside the egg, they gather up from creep uh, all the nutrients they need to make the transformation. Egg's even sturdier than a larva. Definitely need a siege tank if you want to blast that to pieces. Can you tell if he's ready to turn? No, I cannot. I'll say that if he's off creep, he's probably not going to mutate. He's been off creep for a few hours. Yeah, I I don't personally know what triggers uh, Zerg mutations. I know a lot of things, but that's one of those mysteries that I'd almost rather not solve. Although, we may be solving it one way or another here. So what do you want to know about this creature? Well, I want to know who stuck a piece of machinery in its head and what it does. Well, I can definitely tell you right now that uh, Cerberus Corps... He's got their markings all over it. This looks like their tech. And they're they're an active company? Yeah, they're not nearly as active or as well-known as uh, 
some mercenary companies like the War Pigs. They're a mercenary company? Yeah. They used to be a Confederate squadron, but war ended, they went private. So they wouldn't be selling their tech to others. They just make things for themselves? Probably. And were they active on this planet? They were not active on this planet. They were active before the war on uh, the other planet in this system, Chowsara. They were active there before it got purified, I heard. Now, you mentioned you have archives. What sort of archives do you have? I've got my personal records. Uh, both of you can make perception checks at this point. Two purples. Three successes, two threats. Uh, you can take some strain. I have success with one threat. Uh, you can also take strain. Is that a strain per threat? Per threat, yeah. Okay. Slay's just a little bit unnerving, but not in the same way that like St. Maria is. You reckon this lady's got a, a flag hanging up on her wall. And it's not a Confederate flag. It's not a Dominion flag. And you actually, it takes a few seconds to recognize it. It actually, it's the flag of the colony of Marsara. Okay. And on it, it says like, oh, colonial magistrate. But this flag looks old. Because you never see that flag anymore. No. The Dominion plastered theirs all over everything. Yeah. But Maria had told me that this woman was part of the Confederate government. So she tells you like, it's definitely Cerberus tech. I know a little bit about them. I can dig into my personal journals, see if I've... I don't remember exactly. But then we come into what you can do for me. So what's this item you need? Item is a strong word. You, you two have already shown pretty good, uh, well, you captured this, sir. That's pretty impressive. Captured? I grabbed it and I ran! Yeah. To be fair, I did sneak in. <laughs> I am looking to acquire a particular dead Zerg, but very, I'm very particular about what I'm looking for. Off-world? Off-world. We might be able to get you a dead Zerg here. No, I'm afraid a Zerg here is not what I'm looking for. Getting a Zerg... Dead. Yes, I understand, but bringing a Zerg to this planet's gonna pose some tricky problems. Well, that's why I'm hiring you, isn't it? What is the nature of the Zerg you need? Zerg structure? Well, during the last war, anyway. I don't know what it's like these days. I think it's different. Zerg is sort of a weird hive mind thing going on. You go up the chain, a couple levels, get these things called cerebrates. They're like big lumps of gray matter on the ground. There's a dead one on a planet called Redstone. I just want a good sample of it. Where'd you come by your information? I have my sources. What is this lady's name? Did we ever find out? Uh, she is Lee June. A dead... What did she say? Seraphim? Cerebrate. Okay. Cerebrate good times, come on. About the size of a house. Uh, yeah, she actually pulls up like a quick, like, hollow vid kind of thing. And it was what planet? Redstone. It's a mainly volcanic active planet. Uh, I have some coordinates. There are probably still active Zerg on that world. And, you know, lava. Is this a settled world? It's not settled... There have, from one time or another, been mining expeditions there. Is there, like, a spaceport? Does the space greyhound go here? Ah, I see the quandary. I mean, we walked here. Yeah. <laughs> that gives you any idea of our transportation. Are we, we going to have to get mining jobs to get to that planet? She says space greyhound does not go there. But yeah, it, you probably could either stow away with a mining company or get a temporary job. Something like that. And you need this one in particular? That one in particular. I have my reasons. How do you know it's even still there? How long has it been dead? It's only been dead a few years. That's a long time for something dead just to lie around. Well, they don't die very easily. 
And it's not like there's a lot around to eat. It's one of the thing, a few things that Zerg won't eat. Don't they rot? Not really. Zerg, they preserve amazingly well, strange enough. She's got like a taxidermy of like a Zergling up. Oh, she's just missing one Zerg from her collection. <laughs> but she said that it was like a gray lump of, so a sample of any part of it? Uh, I just need a significant enough sample. If you can get like part of the spinal column, that's good, but most of it is gray matter. Which part is the spinal column? Yeah, that's a good question. Can she print out a picture? <laughs> yeah, she said, like, uh, if you go to the lake, you can see some, uh, a picture of sort of what they look like. They're pretty gross. I just can't imagine what this thing is like after being dead for a couple years. Like, what? Are we chipping through something that's petrified or... She says, I don't think it would be petrified. I suspect there's some information. There's things to be learned from it. If it is just bones... Bring back some bones. She's able to give you coordinates on that planet. So you want bones from it? I, like I said, gray matter is ideal. Or any kind of surviving organic tissue. But if it's only bones, I'll take bones. But it's got to be that cerebral. That specific cerebral matters to you? Yes. Well, how do we know if that's the specific cerebral you want? What if there's a bunch of them? Well, at least the only one I know of at those coordinates. And from what I understand, they were a bit territorial with each other. So she gives us coordinates. Why do I feel like this is like her ex? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, you don't know. (laughs) Okay. Gray tissue or bones? And what is the volume of creature that she needs returned? She's got like a jar. Not a huge amount, but like more than just a vial. Smaller than snowball, though? Smaller than snowball. Larger than a bullet. And I know that they were taking blood samples when we arrived. Were they also, like, scanning luggage? Uh, it wasn't super thorough. Anyone that kind of, like, looks suspicious, they were opening up. Okay. On a purely practical level, I'm wondering how expensive it will be for us to get to that planet and back here. Well, if you can arrange to have a reason to go there for fraudulent purposes. Which would be ironic. And all we know, industry-wise, is that there's mines there. Uh, there's like mining expeditions. There's no permanent mines, is what she tells you. She says it's hard. She's read that it's hard to set up a permanent facility because the the lava rises, the lava goes down. The coordinates she got, she she has though. She says those are high up, so they shouldn't have been overrun with lava. Does she have access to the mining reports? I mean, she we asked how she knew about the thing. She was like, she has her sources. But if we're gonna go to that planet, if we're gonna fabricate a reason to go to it, we need to know what she knows about it. So you're looking, what is it that you're looking for from her? What information does she actually have on this planet? Just telling me that, oh, sometimes mining expeditions go there, and I happen to know that there's a dead giant brain zerg. Like, I need more to work on than that if she wants us to succeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She can tell you, like, two or three different mining companies that have been to that world in the last year or so. She's able to list up, well, yeah, the Calmorians have done some mining there. Grom LLC has done some mining. Rose Incorporated has done some mining there. Okay, so we might be able to do something with Grom. And now, I think I am going to try a coercion check. Okay. Because actually smuggling a jar full of this thing in is probably easier than smuggling a larva out. Yes, I agree. (laughs) Although Um, maybe there's somebody else that knows stuff. She's being cagey about what she knows about this thing. A little bit. And if she legitimately wants it, then she needs to stop that behavior. 
we need to know what she knows about this thing. If it's got some dangerous aspect to it that could make it hard for us to accomplish her goal for her. Okay. So you're just basically like, we need you to be straight with us if we're going to work together. Yeah, but also like almost like taking her to task for her attitude. Like you can't afford to keep these sorts of secrets from us if you want this thing to work. Okay. So it is two reds. I will use a story point. Okay. So I have a success with advantage. Okay. But there is also a triumph and a despair. Successful triumph, advantage, despair. Is that like burp, 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 burp? Okay, that's all all the things. (laughs) Okay, so success, you're kind of... I need to make sure I want to understand. You want to know, like, where she gets her information? I want to know... What she's hiding. Isn't that right? I want to know what she's hiding related to this thing on this planet. Like, why she cares? Why she cares, or what her sources are, or... We need to know everything we can possibly know that she knows about this particular thing on this particular planet if we are to succeed in doing what she wants us to do. Okay. She, uh... You know, she, uh, she admires your gumption. Uh, she, like, hits a button, and, like, the back wall slides away a little bit. Deeper inside, there's room. It's like a, like a big, like, wash floor, but it's just, there's no one on it. But there's monitors everywhere. There's all kinds of, like, information flowing across screens. Somehow, this person is connected uh, to certain information networks. Wait, she is, or there's somebody in there connected to stuff? Uh, she is. Like, she's, okay. she's got her, a bunch of computers in there. She's working alone. Uh, she does have... There's, like, a... Uh, robot is way too strong a word. Just, like, a vaguely human-looking, like, voice assistant thing. And it, it's just, like, a head and a torso. You guys would recognize them. They're called adjutants. That, like, creepily turns and is like, How can I assist you, magistrate? Uh, you know they're generally, like, voice-activated assistants. What does she do? You gotta triumph. Uh, yes, so, Lee June, she goes back there a little bit. Why don't I show you? Back during the First Great War, or no, excuse me, back during the Great War, I was the colonial magistrate of Marsara. You might recall, that planet got purified. I was lucky enough to catch a ride uh, with Raynor and the Sons of Korhal, then a terrorist group. Uh, today, you know, rulers of the Empire. I helped him. Wait, 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 wait. Yes. Not, not Raynor. Because Rainer's not a ruler, is he? No, no, no. Rainer's not. The Sons of Korhal are. Oh, okay. Although at the time, all of us were on the same side against the Confederacy. And now some of them are ruling the Empire? Well, and others are Arcturus Minx is the leader of the Sons of Korhal. And I don't know if you noticed, he's kind of the Emperor. One way or another. He, he betrayed us, though. Jimmy and I, we got different solutions to our problems, so we split ways. Point being... We did a lot of fighting the Zerg a few years ago. I kind of put that behind me. I'm done with a life of fighting. But there's this one Zerg. This one Cerebrit. I tracked reports. It was one of the first Cerebrits launched after we invaded Tarsalus. Tracked it back to the Zerg homeworld. There's something special about this Zerg Cerebrit. I think this one might have had something to do with the, uh, the Queen of Blades. Uh, you guys can make an easy knowledge Zerg check. Three successes? I have heard of something. You have heard of something. Two advantages. Two advantages. Uh, Queen of Blades does not sound familiar. It doesn't sound that bad. Isn't that, is not thats that Kerrigan? That is Kerrigan. 
Yes. Okay. <laughs> Those of you that succeed, however. Those of us who read the wiki. <laughs> this is like the soap opera part of this stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Imogen, you remember reading something about some, at one point, possibly Terran, who became infested, uh, and she was known, became known as the Queen of Blades. Supposedly, she runs the Zerg Swarm now. One infested Terran is now in charge. You know that, like, the Zerg haven't been super active the last couple of years in this sector. But, yeah, extremely dangerous. One, because she controls the swarm, and she's reputed to have uncanny uh, psionic abilities. And somehow this dead Zerg brain is related to her? It's somehow connected to her. Now, you might recall Queen of Blades. She came to be on Tarsonus. Because she was one day. Sarah Kerrigan. But she got left behind. Zerg overran Tarsonus on Mech's orders. On whose orders? Octurisk Manx, Emperor of the Dominion. So was she part of your gang? She was. She was uh, Manx's number two lieutenant. And you were part of this group, and so was Rainer? Yeah, we caused quite a bit of trouble back in the day. But this Sarah I tracked it. It was somehow connected to her, her origin. Her becoming the Queen of Blades. So the more I can learn about it, the better. But it's dead. I don't know exactly what killed it. Cerebrate's notorious and difficult to kill. But I want to know. Because I don't know if you've noticed. Zerg are getting a little more active here and there. And that's going to be the Queen of Blades doing. Snowball's like, hey. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if this is connected to your Cerberus. Lard, my friend. I hope not. Well, that's tech on his head. Does Zerg have tech like that? No. No, they do not. Because the Zerglings seem like they're trying to get it off of him. Trying to get it off of him. That's what it looked like. I thought they were attacking him at first. These Zerglings, did, they didn't have the same kind of tech on them? Not that I saw. Make a, like, perception check average to try to remember. Four successes, one threat. Okay. Now that you, like, think back to it, the Zerglings definitely did not have that tech in their heads, but several of them had, like, scars on their heads, where something like that might have been, but it had been probably ripped off, not, like, surgically removed. Okay, then I say they might. It looked like they had some, like, damage to their heads. Like, maybe they had removed it, or maybe they had just gotten into some other trouble. But I noticed when I ran out of the cave network they were in, they didn't follow me past the entrance. Lee nods her head, like, yeah, that's definitely Zerg being controlled properly. I don't know how Zerg are being controlled right now. Without the the Cerebrits, they were a conduit for... I'm not going to go into it. Point being, the Queen of Blades can control the Zerg. Wait, the Cerebrus was a conduit for what? The Cerebrit. Oh. It's like a Zerg commander, or like a Zerg lieutenant. If you imagine the hierarchy of the Zerg. You got like little Zerglings. You got overlords. Those big like balloon looking fellows that just float around in the sky. And you got up a chain from that, you got the Cerebrit. Oh, so, but they didn't, I did, well, unless they were embedded in their heads, it didn't look like they had them still. So maybe Zerg are trying to, what, free their brethren or something? Influence of whatever this does? I don't know how it came off of them. I mean, when I found them, they were working on Snowball. Yeah, maybe some other, one of them got lucky. Some other Zerg, I don't know. Some might be of trouble, though. But they seemed awfully close to the entrance of the cave. Which I don't know anything about Zerg larvae, but wouldn't they keep them wherever 
That is unusual. Zerg larva, normally they stay real close to a, a Zerg hatchery. They'll crawl around outside a little bit, or a hive. But no, they very rarely venture far from the hive. Unless it's a Zerg hatchery. She pulls up a, an image. And she's like, well, did it look something like this? And it looks disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. Imagine if a, a building had tusks. <laughs> no, ma'am. But, I mean, are they smart enough to remove it if they thought it was dangerous to work on it? Ooh. That's a possibility. A lot of Zerg are smarter than they look. A lot of them are just cannibalistic animals, too. But they're being controlled by something smart. Queen of Blades is not to be underestimated. Well, okay. I mean, he didn't even try to run or anything when I grabbed him. He just let me pick him up. Yeah, he seems very docile. Do they usually fight? Larva? Yeah. No. You shoot them, they'll just sit and take it. They don't have any defense mechanism. They're just lumps. Lumps of clay waiting to turn into some next tear. This one seems oddly deferential to you. Were you feeding it or something? What do you? What do they eat? I know. I don't know. They live on creeps, as far as I know. Well, then definitely I haven't been feeding him. I don't know. But that's something I can look into for you. I suppose proper care and feeding of a Zerg larva, in addition to what this tech is about. Well, I wasn't thinking to keep him. Were you thinking to throw him over a cliff? I don't know what to do with him. <laughs> I wasn't thinking about it when I grabbed him. It's alright, it's alright. It's you know, the chaos of the moment, dealing with Zerg, you do what you had to do. I don't know. Might be a useful ally, if you can control it. I mean, you thinking he's gonna be like a Zergling following me around on all my missions? Maybe. <laughs> or be a Mutalisk, like, flying above my head. Flying around. <laughs> I don't know. This is something I've never seen before. But I can tap my sources. You can, uh, help get me that Cerebrate sample. Maybe give him enough time he'll attach to you. I hope not. I dealt more than my fair share, sir, in my time. So do we have a deal, then? Can I confer about this for a moment? Of course. You've been listening to Fraud Investigators, set in Blizzard's StarCraft universe, and played using Fantasy Flight Games' Genesis role-playing system. Our GM was Dan, and our players were Lex and Jen. For the serialized narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at DiceyStories.com. Our music comes from Purple Planet Music. Visit them at purple-planet.com. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you, don't be dumb.